0: Taste of Dragons Gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of Dragons Gaming
1: Podcast, a podcast for everyone's Hello everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you late night speedrunners listen to. And this week, Hassel gets lost in the woods with Alba. The news is getting banned. And our dragon this week is a doctor shining light on issues, Elizabeth LaPonce. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is
2: Troy. I'm Hassel.
0: And I'm Joe. Hey, everyone. What Welcome up?
1: back another week. Another
2: Unfortunately, week. Unfortunately, Amanda is Man. not
1: with us this week. Uh, she's a little under the weather, but she'll we be back
2: next week. What a week. And a it's week. only I Thursday know. by the time we're recording this.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: what a week. Four <laughs> days have gone by
2: yep right <laughs>
1: that's how 2022 is man that's just, just how it's gonna go starting off
2: so i uh i want to share with you guys because if i sound a little weird it's because uh i just had uh f- my four wisdom teeth pulled oh, two no. days ago
3: okay sell all your wisdom i know how will you make decisions that i wise? have no idea I, I
2: just, listen <laughs> now i'm now it's just a whole bunch of charisma checks that i'm gonna be rolling <laughs> no wisdom whatsoever sweet dd reference <laughs> Um, so, they put me under, uh, like, I I remember, like, uh, the doctor coming in, and if you've ever, like, seen me in, like, real life, I do have a lot of tattoos on my arms. So, the doctor comes in, you know, like, uh, puts a syringe in, and is like, whoops. And I went, what? (laughs) He goes, uh, You never want your doctor to say. (laughs) Right. And apparently, he just couldn't find my vein on my arm because of the tattoos. So, he's like, we're going to try that again. Uh, Finally, they put me under, and then when I come... Uh, awake from from uh, yeah. being under for the whole procedure. Uh, I had a tooth that needed a bone graft because I'm getting an implant put into it. All right. Uh-huh. All right. And at this point, they bring Jem in and Jem is sitting there. And the only reason why I know this is because Jem retold this story to me because I don't remember <laughs> saying this stuff. Um, <laughs> but one of, the, one of the doctors is in the room and is explaining what the process is afterwards like about pain, medication okay. and all this other stuff and uh, she she mentions the bone graft and in a really loud voice apparently i went whose bone is it <laughs> <laughs> at the doctor
3: <laughs> at these which are point like questions these are hard hitting <clears throat> questions that they the doctor they and 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 the dental assistants need to be held accountable to they right, need these and you need answered. to know
2: these answers. Listen, yeah. I need to know whose bone is in my mouth. Yeah, um, Bass. apparently, apparently, like all conversation stopped at that point because it was really loud. And apparently, I gave the, the doctor like a really glaring stare. <laughs> <laughs> and then Genevieve and then is like, uh, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll send him a thank you card. And apparently that appeased me, and I was just like, mm, "Okay, yes,
3: <laughs> man, yes, I see, I see." Thank you. you know, shout out to uh, partners coming in and uh, and helping us in those moments. If Jen B wasn't right? there and you demanded whose bone is going to be gaffed into your t- into your, your teeth, uh, yeah, how would they? What
2: would they? Would they just have to like be like, "Not, I don't." Yours. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> we took it from a different part of your body? Well, when did you do that? I've been here this entire time. Uh, I, I, I said a whole bunch of other stuff on the car ride home. Apparently, I asked her for a blended up chalupa. Wow. Since I can't have anything crunchy or anything like that. That's not a bad yeah. ask.
3: That's not a bad no. ask at all. No, that's not. Damn.
2: We drove right by Taco Bell, and I was like, why can't I have a blended chalupa? I told her my my because there were teeth missing out of my mouth that I was more aerodynamic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the car's going faster, babe. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's, let's that's, get to the taco that's just science. bell. <laughs> you get to taco bell like I'll have. She's like I'll have a number four, and you just
2: yell at the window, blend it up, blend it up. <laughs> hi uh you know i would like uh i would like a number seven chicken um shaken not stirred
3: <laughs> you know what we joke but you know there's probably that one like ride or die taco bell that you say that to and they're just like we got you <laughs> no got question you. i'm sure asked yeah it's that late night 325 in the morning taco bell who you can just super reliable and they're just like listen we understand we- Two blended chalupas coming right up. Yeah, I see that. Right. Yeah,
1: that, is, is that like the like is that like a quiz nose where instead of saying yeah I want it toasted yeah yeah I want it blended yeah
2: <laughs> blend that up. <laughs> have you guys noticed? And I know that we're getting really off topic here, but you know what? Hey, listen, this is this is just the nature of where I'm at right now with all these painkillers yeah, and like this my mouth like bleeding, a couple so. days ago to you <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you noticed that when we talk about late night Taco Bell now? Mm-hmm. It's not the same as when we said late night Taco Bell like 10, 15 years ago. Hmm. Late night Taco Bell fifteen years ago for me meant like two thirty three four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Late night Taco Bell for me now means like nine thirty, <laughs> like maybe ten p.m. <laughs> Woo.
3: You're pushing it. Maybe nine forty-five. That's cutting it close. <laughs> exactly. It's cutting like, it real close. It's cutting uh, it real for, close. For Joe and I, it's still it's still about midnight. It's still at midnight, know. maybe
1: sometimes one it's o'clock. it's like one o'clock.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. I just really want a taco. Want well, to go get taco? Let's get some tacos.
3: For, for Amanda and I, like we love Taco Bell, but we also know that it's, it's a risk that we're willing to take sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we just call it Taco Bell o'clock. Whether it's, it could be three in the morning. It could be nine, uh, 9 PM. It could be, <laughs> I don't know, nine in the morning. And if we're just like, I think it's Taco Ooh. Bell o'clock. We're like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do with our day.
2: Uh, and then that breakfast that breakfast crunch wrap. Get
3: that breakfast burrito
2: blended, yep. please. <laughs> blended.
3: Uh
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Isel. And it's hilarious because that actually was the question this week was, Isel, what happened to you? And you just knew it. Listen, you just I knew, knew it. I
2: knew exactly what what was coming. I was like, "Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you guys about the week that it's been. I've been in so much pain." However, bringing it back to video games, Nice. Uh, this is the most time I've spent on my Animal Crossing Island these past hey. two days. Nice. Say Since, what like, you
3: want about like taking care, like do like having to take care of like health issues, whether it's you know uh, hospital related or whatever it is related. It gives you some mm. extra time to do stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can you can make the most out of some unpleasant situations uh, through uh, gaming and and whatnot. Mm. So well done.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, thank you for letting us know how your week was, Hassell, because that that's rough. I couldn't believe yeah. that you were actually here, because I know when we are all coming on here, we were like, hey, I wonder if Hassel's even going to be here, because he just got like all of his teeth removed. Listen, like, yeah. I'm
3: committed to the pod, you know? <laughs> I expect you to show up with just like cotton balls filled with your mouth. It's like, all right, ready to go. Dang. I
0: also was expecting chipmunk hassel. Yes.
2: <laughs> no. Uh, the reason why you don't have chipmunk Hassell is because there's all this beard covering like the parts that are swollen. So that's a <laughs> move. Yeah. Pro, tip. Yeah. Pro tip.
3: Pro tip. Gonna Pro tip. You're going to get dental beard Before done. you
2: yeah. get your wisdom
3: teeth pulled out. Or, yeah. or wear a fake beard. Uh, either way. We'll, you we'll could do that we'll too. Do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just make sure you're wearing a mask at all times. That could also. That works now. You know what? Yeah. That does work. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hassel. Um, so let's let's get into it, y'all. Troy, do you also wonder what Hassel, What are you playing this week? <laughs> that, was <almost> this, uh, this that was almost a sentence. Yeah, that was that was close. Yeah. Um. That that's our tagline for this for this year. That was almost a sentence. That
2: was almost a sentence. Taste of Dragons, twenty twenty two. That was almost a sentence. Um, y'all. So this week I finished. Believe it or not, the first iOS game that I've ever finished in my life, owning an wow. iPhone. Wow,
3: this is Very a, nice. this is Woo! bold. This is a bold starter, <laughs> man. Not, I'm monumental. I'm intrigued. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. What's up?
2: It was free. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that always helps. So, um, uh, so this week I got the chance to finish uh, Alba, uh, a wildlife adventure. It was uh, it's made by Us Two Games. And it was released for uh, as an Apple Arcade exclusive back in December of 2020. Ah, the classic since, Apple Arcade. Yeah, it has since been released on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and uh, Switch by uh, okay. by the same uh, studio. And you might recognize the studio; they um, they are the creators of Monument Valley.
3: Oh yeah, I played that.
2: Yeah, it's a small indie studio, um, and uh, they 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 really like to do this like open world stuff. Um, Alba, let me let me paint this picture for you guys. All right, I'm ready. My so, eyes are closed. I have my watercolors out. The canvas yep. is get ready. Here we go. So Alba takes place on the fictional island of Pinar del Mar. Think of it as almost kind of like a Caribbean island similar to like Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. uh, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it. I'm um, hearing it. Now the main, very nice. The main island, the main island's name is Seckerol, and there is a secondary island that's just off the shore called La Roqueta. Love it. Uh, You play as Alba. Alba is this young girl who uh, has been visiting the island every summer with her grandparents. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. During the first couple of minutes of the game, the first thing you see is like little baby Alba on the beach with her parents. They're having a grand time. Like everything is good. And then your grandfather is teaching you how to use a camera. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to use a camera. And then um, I'm already tearing up thinking about where this is going <laughs> to go. <laughs> like, I just I know a setup when I see one. Oh, for for years. <laughs> so grandpa and grandma, uh, like, you know, they're like, OK, we're going to hang out right over here. and You take this picture. So Alba goes up to take the picture and accidentally snaps a picture of the last known lynx on the island
3: behind grandpa and
2: and grandma oh what a twist right so immediately i was pulled in i was like okay this is pretty cool um so does the lynx like eat the
1: grandma and grandpa no that's where i thought this was good okay right no listen i
2: was prepared for tears okay that's what i thought was going that's
3: not sad that's just funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're going yeah. for real sadness here. We're
2: real. We're going real <laughs> sad, Brian. Um. So that's the first scene, and this kind of like sets up what the game is about, right? Because uh, uh, when you return to the island, you're older. Uh, at this point, I would assume that you're maybe about nine or ten years old. Um, you return over the summer, but you you return to find that the island is changing. So it's becoming more commercialized. And the mayor is pushing for the destruction of the old nature reserve on the island in order to erect a uh, a new like luxurious grand hotel.
3: No, okay. don't do it.
2: I know.
0: When I was playing it, I got hardcore Scooby Doo villain vibes from him.
2: Yes, yes. And there's there's this uh, there's this other guy. His name is Paco, who always hangs out with the mayor, always has a briefcase, and always has sunglasses. <laughs> Like, no matter where he's at. And you're like...
1: That's how you know he's cool. That's how you know.
2: Yeah. Well, he's either cool or he's murdered someone. You're like, hmm. Still cool. Still Still, (laughs) cool. Still cool.
0: (laughs) He means, like, murdered someone in, like, God of War or Assassin's Creed, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 Yeah. sure. Lewis
0: isn't here right now. You don't have to do this.
2: It's okay. So, basically, the game, the way the game works... and. Uh, again, this is the first iOS game that I've completed, so I was intrigued to see how the controls worked on iOS, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm used no to, buttons. you know, like my 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 PS5 controller. I'm used to, like, the Xbox controller. The way that they had it work is you played this game in portrait mode the entire time. Uh, the top of the screen you use as uh, your right analog stick, and the bottom of the screen is used as your left. Okay. So you move around with the bottom of the screen, You 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 look around with the top so right.
3: It, it kind of feels like a, like a controller, but, but it does your, your thumbs on the corners of, of the screen.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Right okay. um, I don't know how to describe the animation for the game. It is very kind of blocky, so it, so it is, you know, it's not, you know, very polished. It's definitely not a Lewis game, I would say. Uh, no shots of Lewis, of course.
0: I felt like it was very um, almost chibi style. Yeah. Cause it, the only thing it was missing was the roundness of the bodies because it was like the faces were really big and round, but the bodies themselves were still kind of slender and, and like kind of just fun, like just not quite chibi. They weren't yeah. as round, but it was close.
2: They reminded me of me characters, like in your little me yes. village, like ah. that's what the what the animation style yes. looked like. Uh, the game is open world, so you can stroll throughout the island, go anywhere you would like, and then um, as soon as you get on the island and all of this stuff happens with the mayor, um, there's a couple of things that you know your grandfather says that you know you could do. Number one is he gives you a phone and he's like, hey, you can this is for emergencies, and you can also use this to take pictures around the island. Um, you also get a book filled with uh, the, the wildlife of the island. Uh, and the cool thing is every single uh, little bird or animal in the book, you have a button that you can press and it'll mimic what they sound like. So this helps you as you're walking around the island trying to figure out what animals are close to you.
3: Is, oh, is okay. this the Pokemon Snap that we wished we got?
2: Oh, uh, Troy, <laughs> Troy, look at me. Yeah. Look at me! I'm
3: looking, <laughs> looking deep into into your eyes.
2: What, if Pokemon, if Pokemon Snap was this <laughs> instead of what we got months ago, right? It did, oh my God! It would Can have imagine? not won my 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 uh my tasty for game who who your, used my, my my childhood nostalgia it, to. It wouldn't to... have
3: won an untasty, exactly. Or a, a not tasty. <laughs> a no tasty. Uh, um, the idea of creeping around and just going like Pika Pika to try and
2: get like a Pikachu to
3: pop out (laughs) sounds fun (laughs) sounds fun
2: yeah um, the island is separated into all of these great areas there's an old Spanish style castle at the very top of the island Mm -hmm. uh, which kind of serves as kind of like mountains like a mountainous region so you find a lot of like falcons and like other things like over there um, and then you go all the, all the way down to the lowlands where you get to, you know, like find seagulls on the beach. You get to see like red squirrels and like foxes and things like that. And as you go taking pictures of these animals, you get to record it and say, hey, okay, I'm, um, I'm recognizing all of these animals. There's about 60 plus animals in the entirety of the game. Um, okay. That's a pretty good amount. Yeah. And then the, uh, the taking pictures on, on the iOS, the mechanics were mm-hmm. actually pretty interesting because they used the gyroscope. So if you're oh. facing away from the animal, you would literally have to turn your phone all the way around in order to take a picture.
3: What's up, motion controls? Nice. Yeah.
2: So for someone who was using this on the couch, it was just difficult at times because I would like <laughs> be like, oh, I got to take a picture of that animal. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to, oh, okay. And I'm like moving my, like maneuvering a way that I could go ahead and take a picture. It was really weird. No, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, because basically you're taking a picture as if it's in front of you. Like it's using, it's an AR mode type of thing where it's like, oh, this is how I would take a picture of this with my phone. I'm right,
3: I right now am Alba taking a picture of this, which is, that's that's pretty awesome. Gosh, I remember fun mechanics like that when they were uh, coming around. I think there was like a PS Vita game or something, but you had like a map. And to get like the secret of the map, you had to hold the actual like portable game up to a light. So I had like literally in the room like U.S.L. like I'm there standing up playing the game, looking straight up at the ceiling, almost playing the game mm-hmm. upside down so that this not <laughs> this light could uh, shine through my game console <laughs> in order to get to the next part of this game. Uh, I love it. I love I love mechanics that do fun stuff like that. So this this sounds yeah. awesome.
2: It's 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 very immersive. It, it makes you it makes you feel like you really are a part of the game. Um, so you and your friend Inez, who you meet very early in the game, uh, you guys decide that you guys are going to save the nature reserve. And the whole point of the game is getting these 50 signatures on a petition to go show the mayor and go like, hey, listen, this uh, this grand hotel you got planned, this ish it ain't going to fly. Ain't going to fly. Look at here. So, yeah, that's that's essentially the main point of the game. I, I think going into the game, I wasn't expecting very much. I, you know, again, it's my first iOS game. I was just like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Um, I want to see how it goes. Um, but this game literally had everything. Uh, you know, it, it, it has the representation of, you know, just Latin American like culture. Right you're on. in the Caribbean, you're in a Puerto Rico like island. Um, it touches this, 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 uh, conservationist, uh, uh, point that it drives right Mm -hmm. so that you're like kind of like always thinking about like oh like maybe i should clean up that trash can because all around the island you'll see like pieces of trash on the floor and you'll have to like pick it up i love that and then there's like trash cans that are like knocked over or or things like that and like the whole point is like hey i i want to make this island not necessarily commercialable like like they want to do it. I want to. I want people to come here for the nature, for the wildlife. Um, it has small government corruption. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> well, if
2: there's a government, there's gotta yeah. be government corruption. That's just how these things uh, go, Brian. <laughs> I here speaking the
3: truth, speaking the truth. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, there's arson. There's espionage. Goodness. Listen, this, this, this game came out. Yeah, this game came out of nowhere and just gave me all of these things that I wasn't expecting out of just an iOS game. Out the whole game, maybe took me about eight to nine hours. Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't it okay. wasn't
2: a very big game, and I got to take a picture of every single animal on the island because my completionist came out, and I was like, I have to take a picture of Gotta every single animal. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Pokemon Snap was this. I, I
1: find very interesting how many things are going on on this island considering the island's big enough where 50 signatures is enough to sway a politician from yeah. building something like like 50 50 signatures like represents like i don't know let's just say a tenth of the island so 500 people mm. are on there and you got an arsonist you got
2: espionage you got, it's great everything wait so uh, is that
3: how you do kind of sway the government do you have to go and get like something signed is that like a game mechanic yeah so the game
2: mechanic essentially oh, is wait. you you
3: I, so you take pictures in this game. You're you're signing petitions. Yeah, you're cleaning up trash. Is mm-hmm. it, you're just like roaming around like quest you're, wise. Is it open world? That you, it's that open you're, world. Yeah you you're saving
2: uh, you're saving animals. Like uh, at one point there's like this green goo that's all over the the forest, and you have to A like roast. figure out what that green goo is, and it's making the animals <laughs> sick. So the vet is like, here, take this.
3: It's it's capitalism. Get it out of here. <laughs> it's capitalism. Get it out of here.
2: Um, like but yeah it had so many unexpected little like nuances that i absolutely loved at some point like the carpenter in town also gives you like a little toolkit so that you can go ahead and like fix up bridges and like fix up different things like that wow so overall like the game just was a lot of fun to play
3: i honestly thought you were just going to say this is an iphone uh, this is an iphone game where you get to take pictures of animals on an island that's all i thought this game was going to be this is so much more than than my expectations that is really, really lovely to hear yeah w- what was the the the,
2: the music like w- 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 the audio and whatnot um the audio was very uh to be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't really pay much attention to the audio, Okay. but it was very soothing. Like it was never like you okay. know, like kind of like fast paced or anything like that. It almost kind of felt like the beginning music to Animal Crossing. That dun 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 yeah, dun, yeah. dun dun. It almost had like a very similar vibe throughout the entirety of the of the game.
3: Right, calm ease
2: it's very calm. Like it yeah. and it never gets too loud because you also do need to hear the animals. You need to hear like what's going on around you in order for you to find out what you need to do.
1: Yeah. It, it just felt like it was that, like it, it belonged. It wasn't yeah.
2: intrusive. Cause it was one, it
1: wasn't one of those things where like, Oh yeah. Why is that playing now? No. So that, that's great. That's great.
2: Oh, it's amazing. And then the whole thing culminates in a festival that they have on the island every summer. So like you get to kind of experience all of that. It, it's overall like i would a hundred percent suggest play this game they have a great message for people it won two awards it won a developer or it was a finalist for the developer awards for apple mm-hmm. uh okay. for like their software developing and then uh it won an award for uh games that matter in nice. 2021 oh awesome yeah Gosh,
3: I'm real sad I missed it last year
2: Damn. yeah so it was it, it was a great little game uh that i got to play. Um, and at the very end, uh, it came up with this like great picture that said, um, "If uh, if Alban and S have inspired you to protect the world's wildlife and biodiversity, here are some amazing organizations you should check out." And then oh, it gives you like on. links to like the Museum for the United Nations and the Fantastic. World Wildlife Fund and stuff like that. So, I love games that'll that'll do that. That'll here's be like here's real
3: world impact you can make. I love that. Exactly. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah that's great um, especially for a game that's probably geared towards children as well mm-hmm. um, starting them early which that's what you gotta do that's awesome
2: listen anything we we can to like help undo the stuff that we've done for the past like what like 50-60 years now
3: <laughs> yeah only
2: that only yeah. that sure <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: been like five years of bad stuff everything before that yeah, yeah that's all that's everything all. Everything, we've been,
2: everything before guys it was fine yeah. the 70s perfect <laughs> mm-hmm no problem. Yeah. Coal power? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh,
3: that's great. Thank well, you for, for letting us know about those links. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really special. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then uh, if you had to give this a sandwich rating, Ooh. what would your sandwich rating be?
2: Um, so the mechanics of the game and playing it on my phone was a big hump for me to get over. And that's mm. the only reason why I'm not gonna give it the ceremonious five out of five sandwiches. Okay. Um, okay, I would definitely be because of story because the story does play into it a lot. And Troy, it does get sad at various moments. Oh, yeah. So good. I, Wait, I, I uh, What? <laughs> I feel like it, it does get, wrong get sad at various to moments. Get happy at sad moments. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I would say story wise and everything, it, it hit everything that I wanted from the game. So I would probably give it a four to four point, let's say 4.25 out of five. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it.
3: What, great, what kind of great, sandwich great. do you
2: think it is? Oh, it's definitely a vegan sandwich. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, be. It's got to be a vegan it's sandwich. Be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. That's, that's a whole wheat
1: bread right there. Yeah. And,
3: like, it's, and like it's clean um, too. Tasty. Mm hmm. Like, I, 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 yeah. A little vinaigrette maybe
2: it's it's responsibly sourced uh it's got uh whole grain uh you know like uh bread uh mm-hmm, it has mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. like an impossible type of meat like yeah. beyond meat yeah. um and then it's probably got like locally sourced stuff from yeah. like the the farmers markets around the area it's
3: it's handed to you, and uh, like, was that that beeswax paper? The, the yeah, the plastic alternative. That,
2: yeah, the wax paper. <laughs> the
3: wax paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we own. Yeah. All right.
1: Well,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> Troy's already eating it right now. Yeah. He's already made it.
0: Nom,
3: nom. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely um uh, hit you up with those links, man. I wouldn't mind uh, putting some into our podcast description this week. You all are listening to this? Uh, check the description, and we'll we'll send a couple of those links that Alba has um in in their game.
2: In mm-hmm. Our description. Yeah,
3: wow. awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Hassel, for sharing with us Alba,
1: a wildlife adventure. So now that brings us to our news segments. Oh man,
3: what we got for news, Brian? We got so much. News. There's,
1: oh. there's been so much. News. Some video game news.
3: <laughs> Wait, are they bummer? Are they bummer? Brian, news? look at me. Are they bummer? Okay. Be real. Be are true. they not bummer? All of it is bummer. It's okay. Okay. All, okay. We're, start, we're not all starting
1: right. off 2022 all bummer news. Uh, okay. It's all right. Good. Great. Just like one or two. <laughs> How many news do we have? <laughs> But Two. you know, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Okay,
3: this it's a lot. Yeah. This is, uh, this is like winter. Save all bummer summer for when that comes up. Right. <laughs> all
1: bummer summer. Yeah.
3: yeah. You save that for a couple months. All right. That's
1: right. That's right. Uh, so let's kick this 2022 news off right and start with some news from 2020 that has finally been released. Uh, so Microsoft has said that they stopped production of the Xbox One S when they released the Xbox Series X and S in 2020. So if you don't know the Xbox One S is the last gen okay. console. Mm-hmm. So they stopped production of that. I get so confused uh, with was- their
3: names. I I know, believe Xbox me. So one, it did Xbox everybody 1 else. S that was the actual next one, not like a mm-hmm. special edition of Xbox One or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's the Xbox Series X, uh, and this Series S okay. is the current is the okay. is the newest generation gotcha. one. I okay. know it's it's so they're so bad at this, uh, but this was so that they could actually focus on the newest generation's production.
3: Yeah, that's right. uh, which
1: actually seems to be working for them, as we still can't find an Xbox Series X on the shelf. Uh, as we speak, and I think the Xbox Series S uh, was actually one of the best-selling
3: consoles of the the winter season. Good. Um, so good, good, good. Yeah. I, I assume so, great so for yeah. That. They have to. I mean, they, they got to stop production on those old systems if they can't make enough new systems to, to get to the market. <laughs> so I'm pretty uh, sure given I given read Given the shortages somewhere. that are happening, they, I, that seems like a smart business move.
2: Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere this week that PlayStation was taking the opposite. Uh, side. They're of doing this. the exact the opposite. Exact opposite. That, yes. They're Wait, actually so. ramping they're actually ramping up manufacturing of the PlayStation 4. Uh oh. Yeah, the slim
0: PlayStation 4s. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because they can't
1: produce enough PlayStation 5s, but I guess they have enough chips for the PlayStation 4. Wow.
3: So they're so they're just shifting production into PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 yep. <laughs> is like coming out of the fourth
2: quarter being like, I'm not done yet. Yeah. Can't put this can't <laughs> put
3: this guy down. Nuh-uh.
2: I didn't hear no bell.
1: Yeah, it's like when you, yeah, when you watched wrestling round.
2: when you were a kid and like, you know, like they pinned your favorite star down yeah. and right before they hit three. Like it was just that kick out and you're like, oh, no, he's still in it. Yeah. This is going at least
3: three more rounds, at least yep. three more rounds. At Dang, least. PlayStation. Yeah, that's how they are. All right, PS4. I see you. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then
1: next, Twitch has revealed
3: some good news
1: this week. See, look, not all bummer news. All right. Uh, we reported last year that they updated their tools so that they really could catch the spam, the troll, and the hate bots uh, mm-hmm. that were out there. Um, and so it actually seems to have been working. They reported that they banned over 15 million bots in 2021 alone. Hell yeah. Uh, we know, Which is great that they were able to do that. But also terrible if you think about it because there exists that oh my gosh, many you're right. that oh, they oh found. My oh, my gosh. And, oh, that's and horrible. who knows how many that they haven't found. Oh, no. So, so it's one of those, like, oh, that's great. And, like, you're thinking about it, Like, oh, that's amazing. But then you also think, like, oh, my God, there is that many, like, garbage people out there that made that many of these things. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. Yeah, you tricked us into to a full troll bummer. people. Yeah, like it's good oh news. no, I still think it's great.
0: I, I'm, I really, I was very appreciative of the Twitch. You could do better, Twitch do better, yeah. and I feel like this is one of those things that may have come from that that they've probably been trying to work at it, you know, for a long time, and that's just like ramp up production on that. We need to have people yeah. constantly sourcing new things to be able to ban the hate bots and to ban this, and I, I, I still think it's it's pretty great that that's been it's it's better. It's mm. just a little bit better
3: i agree yep. it's a step forward and that's that's all we really want is to continue that momentum so exactly hell yeah. right exactly. it's not so it's so- not an
2: issue that's going to go away like overnight but steps in the right direction are definitely helping out
1: absolutely so so good on twitch and their developers for doing what they can in order to improve the community and on that's the community
3: for for holding twitch uh, accountable yeah
1: yeah and that too yeah absolutely speaking of twitch Two prominent streamers have been banned for watching anime and TV on their channels. (laughs) Oh, no. Was it Uh, us? Was it us? It was not us. Oh, Oh, okay. No, no, no. No. (laughs) I said prominence, not the top tier ones. Oh, oh, so you (laughs) two. Not not Hesel and I, but
3: but
2: you two. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, hang on a second.
2: Technically... I spent a year watching anime on, on Twitch with you Metal did. Year Solid because it is all
3: essentially an anime. All right. We, just, we can't let Twitch know. We got away with <laughs> uh, it. We're not going to say anything,
1: Hassel. We're not going to say anything if you don't. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Uh,
3: <laughs> uh, but the first of them was
1: actually Pokimane, uh, which is a huge streamer on Twitch, uh, was banned for 48 hours for watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Wait, and so
3: did she just like straight up just put it on and was like, "This is what's happening." She was happening? just watching
1: it, yeah. Like that's yeah. She wasn't like
3: providing commentary or anything. She was just straight up you know just what? watching. It. Th- those like pro Twitch streamers, they have so much time to fill because they get paid for being on air. That's their job. Right. Uh-huh. And I gotta think that after you've done it for so many years, you're just like, "I just want to watch some anime," <laughs> but I have to be on here.
2: So this is what's happening. Uh-huh. Oh, that's tough. Tell me, tell me that it was M. Night Shyamalan's avatar the last time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: yes, no, no, it was at least worth it. <laughs> that's, that's why Twitch banned them. <laughs> if it was a yeah, Nickelodeon because...
3: one, it would have been like, all right, we get it, no yeah. problem. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, loved the way that she announced her ban. Uh, she went onto to Twitter and tweeted. The Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was how she announced Gosh. it. Which you know what? A plus, A plus. Yep, That's how in. you got to do it. When you're on like Pokemane status, like when you're that high in like in 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 the Twitch high high class hierarchy, like even when you do get banned, it's still good for business. Like yeah, <laughs> like oh yeah. Like, granted, it's a lot of lost money because they get a lot of tips and a lot of uh, subscribers when they're on air. But then their community rallies around whenever something like this happens. And then when they come back, they come back with force. Like, they got her back tenfold from when she left. And it's fascinating. Fascinating industry. How long is she banned yeah. for? So, she was banned for 48 hours. Oh, okay. It's not um, bad. And she also said
1: that when she came back, she was going to do a 12-hour stream. Uh, For her comeback stream. it's just good marketing. So like you said, that's
2: what she's doing. Yeah. And she's watching all of the Lord of the Rings.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's
1: watching every Spider-Man. She's going to spend four
3: days just watching Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) The extended editions. (laughs) I've seen some streamers get away with with it with like doing um, streaming content by like telling their uh, people at home to like play the movie at the same time. And then yeah. you get all the reactions like, "Oh, that's funny that thing happened." Oh, that thing happened. And it feels like your entire mm-hmm. community are they're watching it without anything actually having be on stream on camera. Exactly,
1: and, and they're actually calling it like the the TV meta or the anime meta mm-hmm. um, on Twitch because a lot of streamers have been doing this. Oh, okay. But I think um, it's just either depending on what they're streaming or or how they're streaming it, or you know what what factor it is. Streams some uh, copyright person, free stuff. Yeah, cuz yeah. like the other person that got uh that got banned, uh, uh which was like a day or two later after Pokimane, was Disguised Toast, uh, which is also another huge streamer that's on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually got banned for a whole month, an entire month for watching Death Note the
3: anime. Oh, okay. I was afraid that he was looking up a different type of anime, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm happy that's not the case. <laughs> um but <Correct>. Death Note? <laughs> That doesn't yep. seem any less crazy than Avatar or more crazy. Like- Death
0: Note is owned by a Japanese company mm. and the Japanese company's copyright laws are completely different than ah. ours and All Avatar right. is not owned by a Japanese company, it's mm. owned by an American company. So most likely the in reality, it shouldn't make any difference whatsoever because both of them were copy were streaming copyrighted content. Yeah. yeah. But mm. I I would probably bank on it being something that had to do with that.
2: That makes sense. Yeah, so I I, I do I have agree. I do have a small question about this. Uh were sure. they playing the actual anime on their screen like on their stream? Yes. yes or they was were. it just playing yeah. in the background like you know when they were like, "Hey, don't play music on your Twitch channel." Yeah, so, no no no. They were like full out watching it like and
1: it was oh, on God, was like on that's their, Yeah. Come on. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh and then unfortunately with disguise toast, he did not have a uh an amazing tweet to accompany his band. So you know, that's mm. probably why he got the month. Mm.
0: He should have no, jumped no, on Twitter no and been like, "Somebody afterwards. wrote my name in that thing."
3: Yep. See, ya. any joke <laughs> you make about Death Note is just going to come across as a death threat. So I don't think, right? I don't think he can <laughs> do anything. Yeah. Uh, a witty.
0: He could have wrote he got Lindell tailored. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, fine. I know it was a really specific. Death note <laughs> joke. Sorry. specific. sorry, I respect it. I
2: respect the specificity of that Look, joke. This is,
0: this is, you know, go buy a Death Note. It has a page in there. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> I wish people
2: would have seen my face. Like our listeners would have seen my face when you said that because I was just like. Am I missing something?
1: (laughs) Like, who is this person? My laugh was because I knew you guys would not get it. That was my laugh. (laughs) Like, oh, no. This is amazing.
0: I'm that nerd. I'm sorry. (laughs) No no
1: apologies. No apologies. Uh, And then the next bit of news is that there is a huge buyout announced this week. And by huge, I mean the biggest of all time. Whoa! Take two. Uh, we will be purchasing mobile game company Zynga for 12.7 billion with a B. Um, and to give you perspective, Microsoft paid 7.5 billion for Bethesda, Dang. for Bethesda, and then Disney bought Lucasfilm for four billion. Oh my! And again, gosh. Disney bar- bought Marvel for four billion dollars. Disney.
3: Freaking, like, uh, Marvel and Star Wars are probably like, what did I, what did we do? We could have gotten
0: <laughs> Okay, but Disney bought them quite a while ago. Yeah, they right. bought them you know, when they're they were at low points. They bought them when billion was like a ooh right. number yeah. still. <laughs> I, I, well,
2: I guess I have a related no question. Yet. Like, where, where did Take-Two get this money from? uh gta online they got that they got that (laughs) gta online actually you know what
3: you're not wrong yeah i'm not (laughs) that has just been turning hand over uh cash hand over fist for like 10 years now just just, literally 10
1: years they've just been making money by doing i don't want to say the bare minimum but kind of the bare minimum (laughs) um so yeah that's that's where they've gotten it from and they're you know they've they've been making a
3: lot of other games as well take two is a huge company from from what i Uh, saw but like you know Zynga's in charge of of the mobile games like a lot of mobile games yes. you'll find that's Zynga's jam they're the people who made Farmville like way back in the day and and yep. like kind of they're kind of the reason why microtransactions are a thing I think yeah. they're kind <laughs> of the main people who monetized in-game purchases so and it, it doesn't it, it, it's the reason why uh, video games, which mobile gaming is part of video games, why this uh, uh, industry did not budge during the last couple of years. If anything, it, it actually grew more than it ever has before because of all of the mobile gaming and at-home gaming people are doing. So mm. this is huge.
1: Yeah, mobile gaming is actually the biggest uh, money maker of any console. If you were to consider the consoles, that a console, yeah. it makes more money as a console than any other uh, ones, including, I think, PC gaming. Yeah. Mobile gaming is the biggest network that you can get. So I think that's what they're trying to do. They're
3: trying to buy in and it, oh to the gosh. mobile gaming space it's, and trying to see what they can do. And it's I not think, specific to a console. Like, you can play one nope. of these games on an Android, on an iPhone, on a Samsung, on your computer, and no matter how you you play, there will be a way for you to pay. <laughs> so it's it's, it's going to make them money. They, they know what they're doing. $12 billion still sounds like a lot,
2: but I'm not too, too surprised given what they might get. So I I just looked up like what Zynga's uh, mobile games are because I can't fathom like just the (laughs) amount of money that Take-Two are paying for Zynga. Mm -hmm. Um, And aside from the FarmVilles, most of their games are just like slot games and poker games and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So gambling games, Mm -hmm. games that probably put people in trouble. Some of them, yeah I mean, yeah, that gambling games is
1: kind of what gotcha games are, what a lot yeah. of microtransaction games are. If boxes. You know, put it that way.
3: yeah. Z- wow. Zynga okay. is the reason why we have all this stuff in our games, or we went through that trend in our games. yeah, uh, it's a little it's grimy, but
2: it's still going to be good business. I mean, yeah, hey let's listen, capitalism at its finest, right? Uh, they did 1.97 billion in revenue in 2020. yeah, yeah. that's disgusting. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't so, yeah. make me feel good
3: for any of uh-huh. the um, Take Two games. I'm hoping that there's not going to be crossover. There was already a lot of controversy with the NBA 2K games over the past couple of years of having a lot of microtransactions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, it seems like Take Two's already been going down this road. So mm-hmm. now that it is fully in it. I am just curious. I, they can't. They cannot be putting microtransactions in games as much as they used to, or even at all, because that trend I feel like has gone away. But if this inspires them to do so, I don't know. I'm just curious to see what they're going to do with their next games.
1: Yeah, I think the one area where it's not still really hugely taboo is the mobile gaming space. Right. So I think that's probably why they're looking towards there. Well,
3: hopefully they listen
1: to our podcast.
3: Yeah, and they so, feel yeah. they do. Yeah, well, they, they feel bad do. about being yeah. predatory. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh yeah. man. We should change things. We're going to make more games like Alba.
2: Exactly. Hell yeah. Or at least we'll
3: add microtransactions to it. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, God.
2: All right. You want to
3: take a picture? You got to buy some film. Yep. Oh, got to buy some film. You got to buy more memory space oh. for that phone. You want oh, a new SD card? Wait three hours. You don't have enough yeah. crystal energies for your camera. Wait three real hours. Or pay now, and you can start taking more pictures. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, but... Troy, I think you got some speculative news for us, right? So um, there were rumors dropping a little little while back about PlayStation coming out with uh, a a competitive platform for Xbox's Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass is a subscription-based service. You pay once a month, and then you get just a plethora of games and new games pretty much every week. It's a really great great offering it's a great service and it's gained a lot of traction playstation has been behind on this front and is looking to try and make something that is going to be as competitive to xbox it's kind of been take we've kind of been talking about it like of course they have to do it because xbox is just running away with this with this platform this this streaming platform or this uh, service platform and so finally, some real news came out about a um, a project called Project Spartacus, which is the PlayStation equivalent to the Xbox Game Pass. The name will probably change; it'll probably be like PlayStation Game Pass, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> um, and uh, and it looks like they're they're looking to combine their existing model of pay- PlayStation Now, which is an online streaming service, which is very close to Game Pass, but letting you buy certain tiers of gaming. Um, For example, you may get the base level PlayStation um, service, which will give you PS4, PS5 games. And if you get like the, the higher tier, it'll give you PS1, PS2, PS3 games now into your Mm -hmm. backlog. And if you have another tier, it'll give you all of that. Plus like new games that are just coming out. So looks like they're going to try some various options. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I feel like simpler is better. Personally. I think game pass is great because it's like, here's game pass. Take it or leave it. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that how that that uh that looks. But but Bloomberg is is coming out with this report, which is pretty interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. I know when I read about it, I was kind of almost confused as to why they would make it a tiered system, uh, because it sounds very Nintendo Online for the Switch, yeah. and I was kind of like, man, people people don't seem to like that that much a lot of the time. I don't I don't know about this guys. And I, I, I was yeah. kind of hoping that whatever their next, and, and I still hope that whatever their next thing that they do, when their next like Game Pass type services, I hope they follow the Xbox and the Microsoft way, which is day one releases of important big titles, because that's probably why Game Pass works as well as it does. It's not because they just have a bunch of stuff on there, it's because you could play a lot of really big games day one. You're getting the hot new
1: release. Yeah. yeah. And and not just their studios, other studios games as well.
3: You could play day one. There's uh, nothing better yeah, than, than hearing about a game I want to play and then going like, Oh, okay. I can buy it on here. I can buy it on PlayStation. I can buy it on, on steam. Wait, let me see if it's on game pass and just look it up and just see that it's there. And I don't have to pay anything else. It's already there for me to play. That is a magical, wonderful feeling that, mm mm-hmm. They, they have to play it right. And I agree, Joe. I think a tier system is going to confuse people. It's going to make people think that they're missing out on content, even though they're paying. And I feel like that the, them releasing this news now through Bloomberg may be their way of kind of testing the waters to see what the reactions are to this base level um, content. And then maybe they'll iterate it on, into a, a smarter, a smarter uh, service, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then, you know, I want to finish this up, this
1: news, with just some quick info. Uh, E3 is going online again this year uh, due to the Omicron surge, all that jazz. It's not surprising. Um, Most things are online these days anyways. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it ever goes back to in-person because E3 is a huge, you know, huge event for gaming. Um, But these past couple of years, I mean, even before all of this, it was still kind of kind of winding down. Um, so we'll see how this
3: goes. I feel bad for the developers and uh, and um, journalists that that do oh, yeah. make E3 into a big thing. But personally, I, like this doesn't change how I take e, how I do E3 at all. I'm still right. on my couch at home watching online,
1: <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> so I'm all right. But I, I hear it for the developers. Yeah, yeah,
1: especially the journalists, because gone are the days where like oh, they yeah. would have what the is, scoops. They what would be is the gaming journalism? with every, all the info
3: yeah right
1: now it's like we get the information the same time that they do, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and if someone and it's, something it's, needs
3: it's, promoting it goes to a streamer, yeah <laughs> yeah, you're not
1: wrong, so yeah it's interesting it's it's wild times now, but yeah, i want they just announced that this week, so there's so, yeah. there's a certain so, like
2: um I guess you could say like almost kind of like right of passage for game journalists too that I feel like mm-hmm. you know like people that are getting into the business now are not getting that same experience of going to e three like experiencing that and it makes me a little sad just because you know Mm -hmm. i i work for a company where uh we used to be able to like send technicians out to get like uh to get trained and stuff like that uh and we no longer do that so it was almost kind of like that rite of passage that has gone away and i feel the same way for the for you know the journalists like that experience is not there hopefully comes back yeah, you're
1: not. You're no longer making connections. You're no longer networking with other people. Exactly. So, yeah, that that that's a huge thing, especially in journalism and and, and almost anything that mm-hmm. is connections and and who you know is are huge factors of it. Um, and hanging out at the bar or or whatever, just just clicking with mm-hmm. people in person is. Yeah, that, that's it's it's weird. It's weird now. It? I'm
0: a little bummed about it. I've always wanted to go, and it was one of the few big conventions that I was never able to to get into because it was it was industry only for such a long mm-hmm. time, and I did not fudge my credentials to be able to get in, and I should have. <laughs> but I, I I really I kind of hope it comes back, and at the same time, like I, part of it's just because I wanted to be able to sit in on one of the the PlayStation like showcases. I wanted to sit. Yeah. I wanted to go see what area Nintendo set up for the Treehouse like. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see those things in person because visually they looked so fun. And having been to many other big conventions like San Diego and New York Comic-Con, I mean, seeing those booths, the way they are, it like the hype, the hype for things is real. Right. But it's another world when you walk into something and it's like, they're, they're actually stickering people for paper Mario. Like they have these giant stickers and they were placing them on people as they were walking around the convention so that you were getting stickered like in the game. And I was like, this is the neat, this is such a neat thing that is, and it's an experience that someone walks away with It is is just, it's, it's mm. something that's, I just think is really cool and it's a different kind of marketing, but that may not be necessary anymore, unfortunately.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right, y'all. So that will do it for our news this week, but one of my favorite segments is back, y'all. It is Dragon of the Week. Woo boop, boop. It is back. It, it is back. back. It is back. <laughs> And you know who is doing it this week? Troy is coming up to bat and he's hitting it out of the park. Hitting it out of the park. It, That's Troy. right.
3: So Dragon of the Week is a segment where we shine a little light and show a little love on the video game industry, all the people who make the games that you know that we all love to play. So this week, I am bringing to you all my Dragon of the Week, which is Elizabeth LePonce. Uh, she has a PhD in interactive arts. We mentioned her being a doctor at the at the top of this uh That's episode. Right. So she has a PhD in interactive arts and technology. She's an assistant professor of media and information at Michigan State University. And is also a super dope video game designer/slash developer. Yeah, yeah. What's um really awesome about Elizabeth is that she uses her art to share stories and themes entrenched in indigenous culture. All of her games are just super freaking interesting. Like, check this out. She's got a game where you where you gather fruit and like different types of um of food that you would that indigenous cultures have collected to put together uh, different dishes. She has mm-hmm. a game where uh, you you learn about the traditional of music and water and how powerful it can be and tied together. It's a music game with no fail state. Um, she also made a game about a mythical bird, uh, which one of the things you do is you like, you fly in the sky, get powered up with like electricity then come down and then electrocute pipelines. Like it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So she's no joke making a difference out there, but I'm going to give you all her origin story. Elizabeth is uh, a Nashabi from the Bawating, which is the place of the rapids. Uh, she's got family with the Bay Mills Indian community, and she's also Mati. Uh, when she was 12 years old, she ran a text role play community on uh, the chat rooms in America Online, which is something that Manda did full on. Like she was. <laughs> Manda was. Manda has oh, uh, told me many stories of how deep she was as a teenager into these chat-based text role-play groups, which was like D and D, but without dice rolls. It was just role-play and not necessarily a, mm-hmm. a, a game, but in fantasy realms. So Elizabeth was so into this form of role-play that she actually was given a formal pos- a formal position on this channel, and because she was so good at her job, they gave her free internet. When she was 12, Boom. what else do you Ooh. need? Wow, you're so just like, that's all you need." You're like, "No, nah, Mom, I got it this, I got it this month. It's fine. <laughs> that's really dope. So this uh, organizational play came to find herself uh, she came to find herself a home in Ultima Online as she started growing up. She loved to be organizational, and she loved the game, So she found a way to put those two things together. And she even like, was a guild coordinator in Ultima Online, so she found a way to, to marry those two kind of uh, vibes that she was working with. When she went on to college, which was in Portland, she studied graphic design and writing and was actually able to to put together a minor in indigenous studies, which is remarkable because they didn't have that as a program. So she had to kind of like wow. cherry pick, like writing from here, literature from here, culture mm-hmm. from this, and then get it approved to be like a minor in indigenous studies when really it was, it was like three different things she had to combine. Um, amazing. Amazing. She went on to then get her master's in writing and then, you know, a little Ph.D. in interactive arts. Just a a little Ph.D. At this point, just
2: sprinkle it on (laughs) top. Yeah. Listen, you can get one at every corner drugstore, right? This is what I hear. They they dole it out online now.
3: But no, she put in a lot of work (laughs) and she's incredibly smart and incredibly incredibly gifted. (laughs) Uh, So her aesthetics and aspirations both center on her culture. So when she broke into the games industry, she worked on titles that reflected on that. Uh, her game centered around, she had a game that she worked on, one of the first games which centered around you being like a force of nature in the Arctic and a mist, uh, like oil extraction that's happening at that time. So some pretty heavy themes just right out the gate. <laughs> you are just a force <laughs> of nature stopping this thing. Uh, she also <laughs> worked on some AR games, which uh, a really cool one that I saw that she made was one where you share knowledge of traditional medicine. And she worked with mm-hmm. the uh, Squamish elders to like get that authenticity of that traditional medicine and, and how you were to, to give it uh, or share it. Um So she was doing like some really interesting, awesome work just kind of on the fringe of of mainstream over the years while she did create a lot of wonderful indigenous focused work. Um, I mentioned the one about her singing about the power of water. It's really fantastic. She did. She also did a lot of freelance jobs. So just, hey, I, I'm a writer. I, I I'm a designer. You know, hire me for your game. You know, she's she's a hustler. You know, she's making she's making those ends meet. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. she started noticing that um, in a lot of the companies that were hiring her, they were kind of using her as like a, like a token. Uh, you guys probably heard of that phrase of being like the token person of of some some uh-huh. of a culture. So she mm-hmm. has, in her words, described that, that she started feeling like she was becoming a token for a lot of these um, uh, companies who just wanted to put her name and her background on their, on their work. And that without mm-hmm. necessarily listening to her input, they just wanted to use gotcha. her, her clout. And like, this is a freaking yeah, doctor just... of interactivity and you're, you're not going to listen to her. Like what, what yeah, are yeah. you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you're yeah, just companies? treating her
1: as a sentence on a, uh, on a PR
3: thing. Yeah, like that's what yeah. it is. That's all that it is. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's something that a lot of people like go through, unfortunately. And, mm-hmm. and so she was kind of struggling with this realization that she was having of like, like what, what am I being hired for exactly? you know, why aren't they listening to me? Um, And unfortunately, a horrible fire broke out in her home and she lost most of her belongings. This is while she was feeling all of these, all of these feelings.
2: Where did that come from?
3: I know. I I know. I I just had to, I had to give it out. There's no nice way to, to, I couldn't cushion it. I just had to tell you. Uh, (laughs) Because it was, it did. She kind of, after this fire broke out, she kind of looked around and she was kind of like, you know what? I got nothing left to lose. You know, I don't. I'm, I'm. I don't need to take these freelance jobs anymore. I don't need to. I don't have anything else. So f it. I'm making my own games, and this was actually her catalyst to get her own autonomy and make her own thing. And she even said, like, I'm not holding back anymore. So, uh, which is awesome because the game that she made after that is called Invaders. And it's a parody of the arcade game of Vader's where you're like a, like a tank and there's these aliens descending from the sky and you have to shoot them out of the sky as they kind of like mm-hmm. blip yeah. back and forth across the screen, except for her, instead of the, uh, you play as, as like, as a native, as an indigenous person with a bow and arrow, and you're shooting at these aliens, uh, coming out of the sky And at first you're like, okay, she just did like a redress of that. But then you start going, wait a second. Okay. Indigenous people fighting alien invaders that are coming. I see what you're doing. Well, (laughs) well done. Well done. And a lot of her games started taking a, a more hard hitting kind of commentary on the struggles of indigenous people and the injustices being done. This all led to a game that came out in 2017, Called Thunderbird Strike. Oh, this one, this one, y'all, this one. Uh, I explained it a little bit at the top of this, but it's pretty much a game where it's a side scroller, and you play as this this mythical bird. Um, and the story of the uh, uh, the uh, of the myth revolves around the idea uh, idea that one day a black snake will come to a devour the land, and then the thunderbirds will come out of the sky and like fight it and like save mm-hmm. save the earth. So so you play as a thunderbird in this game and you have to fly up into these stormy skies to to get electrocuted so that you have electricity powers and then you swoop down and below you is like like a construction site with uh like i don't know cranes and things like that and then you shoot lightning out of your beak and they just poof, they just like explode <laughs> <laughs> and that's like level 1 and level 2 is when it starts getting into like pipelines pipe industries like actually buildings that you're kind of like hitting with these lightning strikes and they just like disappear um what's cool about it is that the lightning isn't just a destructive force it's also a a force for restoration in in this like construction site that you see like these uh you know construction transportation uh cars Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about construction what do you call them vehicles construction vehicles um (laughs) yes (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, construction expert. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also like uh, bones buried in the ground of like caribou or elephant. And if you hit those with electricity, you actually bring them back to life. You like reinvigorate them. And and for the first level, you're bringing these these, you know, spiritually these animals back to life. In the second level, there's protesters. There's actually like protesters. Like, not not like just marching against the pipelines and some are in the ground and you, like, swoop down and be invigorated by them or hit some with lightning and they're, like, activated with, like, special powers. It's fantastic. And I love the idea that lightning can both be destruction and can also be restoration. It's a really great, mm-hmm. great theme. And then, of course, the idea of the black snake and it being like, well, what do you mean by that? Oh, freaking the, the pipes. Like, the yeah. connection yeah. of pipes yeah. throughout oil pipe the country. Line, yeah, an the idea that that is an ancient myth and it could be related so one to one to what is currently happening is mind boggling and sad so she got a lot of backlash for this cuz look she is not a big time gamer she is not she honestly she made this game and just put it on her dropbox she thought it was going to be something fun that her friends would play her community would play and then they would be like awesome this you know she put a lot of work into it but she did not expect it to go anywhere but somewhere mm. somehow the oil lobby got involved they found oh, out about this no. yeah yep big papa oil was like what's this over here we got and before you know it senators got involved and they were billing this game as eco-terrorism billing this video <laughs> game as a form of eco-terrorism thinking that this that by playing this it's going to inspire people to go blow up pipelines it's going to inspire people or not even more so it's going to train people like that's some verbiage they use train people by playing a mythical lightning bird you are somehow being trained to be an eco-terrorist
2: <laughs> it's so crazy like <laughs> like you're, you're, like,
1: you're, 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 you're yeah. like
2: we're training kids to become birds electric birds electric birds i mean look
0: So is Pokemon training us all to be Zapdos? Is that what that is? (laughs) I mean, like they're.
3: I can make an argument for Pokemon training me to be a Snorlax. I mean, looking at myself in my thirties now, Mm -hmm. all I want to do, all I want to be, is a Snorlax.
1: (laughs) That's it. (laughs) 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 It's just crazy because that basically just because what you describe to me is basically like describes like Rampage. Oh my god! The game from the eighties, you know, where you're just destroying buildings and literally eating people. Literally. Mm -hmm. So like. Like, like that, like that's. But instead of that, it's an actual real thing happening. You know, that's that's actually so controversial. But you know, big oil, the black snakes got to get in there. So
3: mm-hmm. big oil, they go and they lobby and they get senators involved now. And now the senators are trying to pass legislation to stop games like this being made. This is all real stuff. See, she got a she got a grant for to make this game, and it was only like, uh, you know, uh, maybe like ten thousand dollars.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. okay. to,
3: for for a grant. And the senators wanted to pass a law that if um, grant money is, is given, and it, a lot of times grant money includes government money, that's how it's, how it's raised, that the governing body needs to sign off on what that money is being used for before that person gets that money. And if that person violates whatever they deem okay or not okay, then that person has to pay three times the amount of whatever their uh grant money was for. So if it was 10,000 something, if if she if this had gone through, she would have owed 30 grand to the government, over 30 grand, which is like these are just people making games for their friends and family. This is not like a big political Yeah. Like, it's upsetting on a lot of levels and it's such a a, a, a gross stranglehold on the artistic process and art art at a whole mm-hmm. and the government <laughs> it, it, like and yeah it's 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 over it's overdoing it with how the government it's overstepping it's overreaching in what the government yeah, yeah. is allowed to do so she went into this legal ba- battle and a lot of people came up to fight for her and this is actually why the game became so popular it got a lot of traction because now it was involved embroiled in this legal battle and she said that that it was kind of funny and sad because, uh she had this game on a drop on a, on her dropbox and before she knew it like the the site had crashed cuz so many people were now interested in playing this game that now she had to yeah. like ramp up production into the next level to now that she's in newspapers she's getting um interviewed the game is is being submitted to game festivals like it's becoming this its own thunderbird pretty much mm-hmm. it's becoming this lightning rod for people to have this real conversation and to the point where with her legal troubles, uh, the, they found that, that she could not be held. Um, it, it, it ruled in her favor. She was not going to spend, okay. she's not going to lose any money. She's not going to pay money back. They were like, no, she got this grant legit. It's all good. There's nothing, you can't, you can't fight this game. You can't bring it down. Mm-hmm. Back off, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um,
1: and so it sounds like the oil lobby just did the Streisand effect against them. What Which that by mean? trying to bury it means by trying to bury or remove something you actually bring it to light. So more people know about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, it, and, and that's, and that's named after Barbara Stray saying, cause she tried to do something ah. like that and the exact same thing happened. So, and this is just a a phenomenon that just so many people, it's like, all right, so like 10 people know about that. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. But because they're so egotistical and they're so power hungry, they're like, no, 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 we got to do this. And then meanwhile, now, tens of thousands if not millions of people know about it
3: yeah it's (laughs) it's that's that is you know the the good part about this story is that there is a there is a lot more attention brought to to her and, and this game the the downside to it though is that in the end the the senators did get that bill passed she just wasn't um, it just wouldn't affect her in it. because she was right. Worried yeah, she, wa- she didn't get sued but the bill. Still so passed. what? What's sad is now going forward, if if people and this may be this may be state led. This may just be in Michigan, but if people wanted to make okay. a to get a grant for their game, it has to get an okay from the government now. Which to, and if which is sad. Which is sad. Uh, yeah. And if the government thinks that the game is has like civil disobedience or or something else or what what they call bad. Then they have the right to pretty much gut uh, a, a small artist, which is yeah. you know, a shame. Which is a shame. But uh, Elizabeth's story continues to just get better and better from there. Um, she has gone on to make a game called When When Rivers Were Trails, which I downloaded. I haven't played. Uh, I played the Invaders game and I played the uh, the Thunderbird game today. Both amazing. Both super okay. fun. Uh, but When Rivers Were Trails is a game I downloaded I haven't played yet because apparently it is the Oregon Trail, but from the indigenous perspective. Like, oh, oh. come on. Nice. Come Whoa. On. Nice. Come on. And I looked at some pictures of it and the art is amazing. It's, it's not done in the same way as Oregon Trail, uh, where it's like very crudely sprite based. Like there's some beautiful art portrait work that uh, that this game has, like a point and click adventure. So, I will definitely be playing that probably as soon as this podcast <laughs> wraps up. Um, nice. Currently, she is working as a lead writer and world builder on an undisclosed game for a brand new company called Twin Suns. Now, let me tell you, <gasps> Twin Suns has a has quite a bit of a pedigree of talent. I, I, per, I perused their team list, and uh, it's probably like maybe 20, less than 20 people. A lot of them had Hitman, Republic Commando, and Joe, the recent Tomb Raider games, all in their backlog. I, I, yeah, uh, not backlog, but games that they've that they've developed and worked on, done levels for, done writing for, all that stuff.
0: Those are uh, all good games. I know,
3: I know. So, brand new company. It seems like the most stellar team ever. I can't wait to for them to announce whatever it is they're looking for. They're called Twin Sons. Go check them out. Follow them. They're new, so they need they need some love. Need some love. Um, Elizabeth has uh, been inducted into the Women's uh, Game Hall of Fame. Uh, her game, uh, Thunderbird, um, Thunderbird Strike, uh, won the Best Digital Media Imagine Native Film and Media Festival uh, twenty seventeen. The award for that, uh, she. just There's just so much to say about it. There's so much more to say about it. I'm not because we don't have that much time. But look, as always with these dragons, all you out there in audience land, we are here giving you just a launching point, a launching pad to go ahead and continue learning and supporting uh, these artists that we come across. So whether it's uh, finding her on social media or the company that she's working for, Twin Sons or... Or just watching some of her lectures. Yo, I watched two lectures researching her, and they are so interesting. One was just about her life story and and about the legal trouble she got into with that one game, and another one was just about like artistic sovereignty, like the concepts of that and what that means, and especially coming from yeah. the the uh, the the indigenous perspective of you know one sovereignty. Like that is such a, a poignant topic, and how it relates to gaming. These are all gaming. And and tech platforms that the lectures that she's speaking at in universities, Uh, go check her out on on um, on YouTube. Great lecturer, great developer, great writer, just great all around. Elizabeth Laponce, my dragon of the week.
1: Nice, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Troy. Glad to bring bring that. Sounds awesome. Yeah,
3: I'm glad to bring that segment back.
1: Hell yeah! (laughs) Too many weeks we haven't had that. Coming back. Uh, But, y'all, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. This is the end of the episode, Uh, and we know it.
3: Yeah. Uh, But you can always find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for the latest in indie game news, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere. And we'd love to hear from you. We would.
1: Uh, See so y'all, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are... The Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. So long.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
3: Now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. 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 bye